and welcome to a new episode of Behind the Grind Podcast. We're your hosts. I'm Miharika. And I'm Paige. So today we're hearing from Arnold Locke Liebler. ABL is renowned for advising clients on high-stake transactions and disputes. Their difference is best demonstrated by the way that they work and their approach to problem solving. ABL prides themselves on providing strategic guidance in solving complex issues related to their clients' commercial interests, legal positions, and reputation. With offices in Melbourne and Sydney, the firm is operated as a professional practice rather than a corporatized business. They have a small firm feel with a big firm reputation, posing influence within legal, business, and political circles. Additionally, the firm makes a number of contributions to the community, and this is one of their firm's core values, engaging with not-for-profits and charitable organisations responsible for Indigenous, communal, social, artistic and environmental causes. Well, we are so, so lucky to be joined by Anna from Arnold Block Libler. We'll get you to introduce yourself. My name is Anna Sanderford and I'm a lawyer in the commercial team at ABL. So I clerked at ABL in summer two of 2017, which feels like a really long time ago. Since then, I've just been in the commercial practice. I uh, do work, though, with other practices within the firm. Being a commercial lawyer is sort of a very generalist practice. So you have the ability to sort of work within different practice groups within the firm. That sounds great. And we are excited to hear more about that. We always start with our sort of informal fun questions at the start. And the first one is, what is your favourite coffee order? I am very dull, so don't judge me, but I just go for a skinny latte and often one or two or five. It depends. Today it's already been two, so we'll see. (laughs) See where we end up. And then the next one is, do you have a favourite song or artist that you might play to put you in a good mood or get you started for the day? Good question. I mean, there's so many of them, um, but I am a real fan of disco. Love going to weddings. So, yeah, anything that just gets you moving around is for me. (laughs) Amazing. No, I love, I love disco music. ABBA is my absolute go-to at all times. And then I just realised that there's a whole genre of music called Disco House, which is like two different really good types of music put together. And it's just mashed together. (laughs) Yeah, I love it. I love it. No, Disco is awesome. The whole like go-go bits and stuff, I'm dying to get my hands on a pair of go-go bits. (laughs) For literally no reason other than to have go-go bits. (laughs) Essential for any lawyer. Yeah, pretty much. This question's a little bit more tricky. Um, We'd love to hear, I guess, about a random stranger or even someone that's really close to you. The biggest impact on your life, people that maybe you didn't know at the start but are really close to now and how people in our lives change decisions we make and the directions that we take. So, yeah. Oh, that is a far trickier question. I mean, (laughs) it's difficult to sort of pinpoint one, uh, one person Uh, per se. But I think it for me, it is always those sort of random acts of kindness that you experience on a daily basis, but we're not really alive to most of the time. And it's sort of when you reflect on, you have moments where you're asked a question like this and you reflect and you're like, when when was the last time I had that? And (laughs) the other day I went for a little walk in Edinburgh Gardens. I I live in Fitzroy North and I went down on my lunch break and this little like two-year-old kid came up to me and gave me this sort of half dead flower um, <laughs> as a gift and it was probably the ugliest flower I've ever seen but so proud of having given that to me and I felt so humbled to be the recipient of that gift and so that probably doesn't inspire much for my sort of career or professional development but it is this beautiful little moment 
Amazing. Well, thank you for telling us a little bit more about yourself. Um, I guess we'd love to know a little bit more about why you chose to work at ABL. Um, I think we we saw that you have clerked at a number of um, different law firms. So I guess what led you to the decision to work at ABL specifically and maybe what do you enjoy about it? So for me, um, it came down to, I guess, my experience during my clerkship at ABL. So when I was clerking, um, I was in Peter Seidel's team, which is the public interest and native title team. But I also did a bit of work for practice groups. And I think when I was in the firm as a clerk, I was looking around and I was looking at the different people I was working with. And I just had this really strong sense that they were the smartest people I'd ever encountered in my entire life. And that ABL, if I went there as a grad, would just provide this amazing sort of fertile ground for learning and for development Um you have these people who have these incredible minds that aren't just sort of black letter legally minded people, but they're very, very commercial people. And they're also people that I sort of genuinely connected with on a more personal level. So I sort of saw it as an opportunity to work and to learn and to sort of start my career there. And, and really that rivaled um, with, in my experience with the other firms I clerked at. And I think the other thing about ABL for me is just the culture Um is what you get and I like that approach there's no sort of pretense so when you come to ABL as a clerk or when you come as a client or when you come as a grad you're sort of all treated the same and that sort of uh, instructs the way that we as lawyers or we as grads or we as people within the firm communicate with others and I really admire that so everybody comes in on an equal playing field and everyone's treated the same and I like that approach not only to sort of working, but just generally in life. So for me, that was quite a, a powerful reason as to why I chose ABL. Yeah, I mean, those are great, great reasons and definitely things that, you know, as law students, we kind of look for, right, of places that treat everyone like equals and and really engage you in your work and really challenge you. It's, um, so it's great to hear that you're getting that in ABL. Um, and then... A follow-up to that would be why did you choose to sort of park there in commercial um, law? How did you find yourself in that team and what what kind of things do you do and what do you like about that? Well, commercial law is the sexiest law in my opinion, so I think it's the best sort of law to do. No, I, I really genuinely mean that. I think that sort of M&A or corporate or commercial law is sort of, those practice groups are the engine rooms of law firms, corporate law firms. You know, you're working on these huge transactions and you're doing a lot of the like corporate commercial side of the work, but they're also these powerhouses within the firm where you're pulling in litigators to advise on litigious aspects of a transaction or if a transaction goes sour, um, often it ends up in litigation. So you'll be working with those types of lawyers. But if you're doing a big, big sort of M&A transaction, you're also working with your employment lawyers and your um, property lawyers. And I think for me, that is that sort of creates a generalist practice. So you can't you can't just say, okay, well, I'm not going to know anything about property or I'm not going to go any, know anything about employment. You sort of have to dip your toes in because you're running this transaction for your corporate client, but it has this other dimension to it. So it really helps you develop into a more well-rounded lawyer. And I think that's sort of the, the key reason I chose commercial. In terms of commercial at ABL, ABL, other firms, I think, sort of divide their commercial teams up into sort of ECM practice groups, DCM practice groups, you know, private M&A, public M&A. ABL is just all in there together. And I like that diversity in the work that we get to do. That's awesome. That sounds so interesting. Um, And then you kind of touched on this in terms of the 
feel of the firm, but we'd like to know more about the firm culture and also sort of what's the office vibe in terms of, you know, do you guys do casual Fridays? What kind of events do you run? Are they in your teams? How's the desk layout work? Like, do you guys have open plan or offices and those kind of things? Have you guys been to the offices, the ABL offices? No. Well, ABL has very beautiful offices and that's that's not a reason to choose a firm, but we do. Oh, have- you guys are at... Um, 333 aren't you we're at 333 Collins and have been for many many years we all do have our own offices so there is that sort of space you have to work in Um, it's not a hot desking situation it's not open plan Um, I really like that because I love getting into the zone of just focusing and being able to sort of switch off from the noise around me Um, but I think a lot of people probably assume that that means there's not this a lot of interaction on a daily basis and I, that could not be like more from the truth we we spend so much of our day sort of just in the corridors having chats you know there's a lot of interaction um sort of generally in the office in terms of culture there is no pretense I think that there is a lot of different personalities at ABL and everyone's encouraged sort of to bring their personalities to work Um, And there's sort of no mould as to what someone at ABL should be like. Um, I mean, obviously, you've got to be professional and treat other people with respect and, you know, how you'd like to be treated. But aside from that, you know, we've got such a mixed bunch and I really like that. We we do drinks once a month as an entire firm, but there's no expectation that you have to go. It's sort of an opt-in system. If If you're around and you're interested, that's great. You know, they respect that we all have lives outside of work. That's so great. I think there is kind of sometimes a pressure to be at every single event so that you're seen to be there and doing that stuff and probably a lot of people don't want to go. Yeah, I think so too. And I think, you know, we come out of clerkships and, you know, you go to so many events in that process um, and they're probably, yeah, you're right, there probably is a bit of a pressure, particularly as a grad and a junior lawyer which is kind of the time in your career where you're actually like, you just want to, you're learning so much and it's such a steep learning curve that it is exhausting at times. No, I think that's a great, I guess, setup to do that kind of thing, right? To give people autonomy and and make sure that they are bringing their authentic selves to work and to events. So that's, that sounds great. And then I guess we'd love to know about what kind of work excites you. What do you enjoy the most in your job? Good question. Um, I really love working with ASX listed clients. And I think more as my career sort of goes on and as I progress, I'm doing more and more of that work. So this year I've done a number of different capital raisings for large clients um, and I've done a reverse merger for clients. And, you know, so you're working with a whole variety of people. Then you've got the investment bankers who are running the whole capital raising aspect of the transaction. And they're the sort of the money, the money people and they working with them and understanding the way that that side of transactions run is just a, is, is always going to be a great sort of learning experience. Um, so I, I love that work because it does keep you kind of, it keeps you fresh and it keeps you up to date with different skills. Yeah. I mean, it's so great to hear how passionate you are about the work that you do and the area that you work in, especially something like commercial law. And I think a lot of people sometimes maybe go into commercial law because like you said, like it's one of the, the sexiest practice areas without a proper understanding, I guess, of how it works. So your insight into all the different work that you do and the clients that you have is really valuable. Thank you. What are some of your day-to-day challenges? What are some of the things that, you know, make your days a little bit trickier and, and how do you overcome them? Mm. 
Well, at the moment, my day-to-day challenges involve having good internet connection, <laughs> um, <laughs> which I'm sure a lot of people have faced this year. Um, you'll be challenge on challenge of 2020. <laughs> challenge of 2020, exactly. Reliable internet and uh, trying to get out of sweatpants when I'm working. <laughs> It's a daily challenge for me. Um, no, but in all seriousness, I think there's so many challenges. It's, you know, it's being a corporate lawyer, um, being in a corporate law firm in general, you know, these are places that have, we have, a, you know, we're in the professional services industry. And so ultimately we're servicing our clients. And so sometimes that will mean that there'll be these deadlines that are imposed that will be really strict and, and you know, you might have to work late and that, ABL's approach to that is very much like, well, when the work is there, you do it. Um, But when it's not, there's no expectation that you sort of stick around and just hang out and sort of, you know, it's sort of absolutely if you finish your work at five o'clock, you go home. So I think in terms of challenges, I think it's always going to be a challenge in getting that balance right um, and ensuring that you prioritise things that are important to you. You know, the people you're working with want the best for you. So it is, it's always challenging to sort of negotiate and to figure out a way of doing that in sort of a really diplomatic way and also protecting sort of aspects of your life that you need to prioritise and that are really important. Um, but you just learn as you go along and people, in my experience, are really do really want the best for all of us. Um, and if you can build good relationships with people uh, when you enter the firm and not just as a grad, but sort of as a clerk and you build on those relationships over time, you know, that's a really good foundation for then being able to, you know, to have that confidence and, and for there to be that flexibility, which there, there will be. Yeah, no, that's so insightful. Thank you. I think that's definitely something we can all start working on as we kind of enter the industry is being a little bit more confident about, you know, figuring out what our boundaries are and how yeah. to, and how to set them. <laughs> Um, yeah. I know I struggle with it, even as a law student, to just say no. So I'm trying to oh. just feel like maybe I shouldn't apply for that thing and maybe I should just chill for a second and not do Oh, stuff. we're all so hyperactive and, you know, yes, people, and we're surrounded by such high performers. It's inevitable that that happens, but it is. I think I applied for like 18 clerkships and for those couple of months I was you know, running from a lecture to the cocktail event to an interview and it was, uh, <laughs> I wish someone had just told me to chill out a little bit more. <laughs> you get swept up in it. And, I um, know. <laughs> Hindsight is such a great thing. Um, I guess kind of on the flip side of that, um, we'd love to know what's been maybe the most successful or maybe the most meaningful moment of your career so far. What's something that's really, I guess, maybe reaffirmed why you do what you do? Yeah. I am co-chair of the um, ABL Indigenous Solidarity Network and I have been co-chair for just over a year. When I started at ABL, I put my hand up to be sort of secretary of the um, Reconciliation Action Plan Committee. And that's been really proud. That's been really sort of proud thing for me in the sense that I'm a non-Indigenous woman, um, but ABL has a long history and legacy of supporting Indigenous communities, and we do a lot of work with Indigenous communities. Peter Seidel worked on the Yorta Yorta um, claim case um, a long time ago, and, you know, we've, we've been heavily involved. Mark Liebler is a huge proponent of constitutional recognition. So, and I personally have quite a, a feel a strong commitment to being, to supporting Indigenous communities sort of in their endeavours towards self-determination. So, For me, that's been really um, a really sort of fulfilling part of the work that I do because it allows me to focus on something that is really important to me and that I think is something that we all, you know, as Australians should 
care about and, you know, feel sort of some responsibility towards. So it is really close to my heart and it's something I really like doing. And the fact that the firm really supports me and my colleagues in, in you know, allocating the time that we do, which is, you know, really it's not insubstantial to focusing on this. It's the point of why I'm at ABL. Yeah, that's that's huge and such important work. So it's amazing that you're a part of it. And, you know, co-chairing that as well is, is a whole other level. And, I mean, the Yorta Yorta case, I remember writing that in my, in my property exams. That's amazing. Yeah. You know, we feel very lucky, I think, to have had the opportunity to work with with members of, you know, different Indigenous communities. And we've been able to sort of experience different aspects of Indigenous culture and the richness of that. And then I guess besides to chill out more, if you could do law school again, what's something or is there something that you may have done differently um, or advice you could give to someone doing it now that you wish you had known then? Yeah. I mean, I think I touched on this, but I just wish I'd chilled out a little bit more. <laughs> uh, but I think like, I think now, and I'm sure this is becoming increasingly so, and I noticed a huge difference between my arts degree and my law degree and universities are really taking that sort of pastoral care side much more important, like much more heavily now. Um, so there is yoga classes and meditation classes and all of that that's offered. But I genuinely do wish that I had just sort of relaxed and, you know, allowed myself just to sort of have that confidence that it would all work out. There's so many opportunities in the legal industry. And I think I had always been told, oh, don't do don't do a law degree. There's no jobs in law and, you know, you're not going to be able to get one. And I think that just like that kind of created this like hyper anxiety where you're just like, okay, well, I'm going to apply for everything and I'm going to do everything. And when you do a bazillion things, you do like them all at 75%, but take the foot off the accelerator and you do a couple of things and you really that you really enjoy and you really you find fulfilling, you'll do them at 150%. ABL is, is great in that sense because it does encourage a lot of us to go back and do master's subjects or entire master's degrees um, and that's something that is always open and that you can always sort of have a discussion around it. I see myself at some time in the future potentially doing a couple of master's subjects in sort of more finer nuanced points of law that you don't really get to experience in your JD or your, your undergraduate law degree because you're focused on just those core core big subjects. Yeah, no, that's huge. That's great advice. I mean, definitely we all need to chill out more. I think our personality types are very um, not chill. We, we don't chill. We, we don't know how to do it. The anti-chill. Um, but I think hearing, I guess, from people who have kind of gone through the whole process, who've done it in a not chill way and then realised that, you know, that wasn't necessary, I think is really reassuring to hear. So that's great. Definitely. And if you can just kind of like remember along that journey that everyone ahead of you, like when you're interviewing at a big law firm and you've got these partners or you're meeting lawyers or you're meeting with HR representatives, everyone's been in your shoes at one point. It's just looking at it from a different perspective. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think it's one of the biggest messages that we've gotten so far on the podcast, right, is lots of people have been telling us, you know, just chill, like it'll, it'll work out. Yeah. Um, so hopefully hopefully that's something that we can all start implementing and working towards because, again, like you said, it, it does work out. There are So one of the things we try and do with the podcast is show how many different types of jobs there are in the law and even not in the law that you can use a law degree for. Yeah. Um, so hopefully that does a little bit to help with the, with the chilling out and relieving some of that pressure. Um, our last question is a little bit of a tricky one. Um, 
Basically, you know, we've asked you a whole bunch of questions, but are there any that we've missed? So anything that you think is a really important question to be asked, but we haven't asked it and that you have an answer for, or if that's a bit too tricky, just any general advice that you have um, for students to kind of wrap up this whole episode? When I was first approached to do this podcast, I listened to one of your earlier ones and you had asked someone what their superpower was. So oh, <laughs> so I'm a little bit sad I didn't get asked that. <laughs> <laughs> well, now is your moment. What's your superpower? Oh, I mean, <laughs> uh, it would have to be to fly. It would absolutely have to be to fly. If I could just yeah. fly around the world whenever I wanted to, just like jump off my balcony and fly, that would be fantastic. <laughs> Um, No, but you've done a really good job. You know, this podcast, as you just said, it's amazing to be able to canvas the different types of work that lawyers do. And it's just exciting to see where we will all go and, you know, who knows what the future holds for any of us. But if if your pathway is in corporate law and if you have an interest in working at a firm that sort of touches on the things that I've spoken about in, you know, in this interview, ABL is a great place. Like ABL is a fantastic uh, place to start your career and thank you so so much for all of your tips and advice and all of your insights I think like you said it's so valuable to hear from people I like such a range of people and I think you've come on and given us really honest and really candid um insights into what you do and why you love what you do and why you love ABL so that's really valuable for us and anyone listening so thank you very very much thank you guys Thanks for listening to this episode of Behind the Grind. We're so thrilled to be able to bring you season two, which will be out every Tuesday and Thursday. So make sure to subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts and don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Facebook and LinkedIn. The links are in your show notes. That's all from us and be sure to catch us in our next episode where we hear from a young and creative firm, Saniki Lawyers. Mm-hmm.